This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's Chuck and Chernoff. Nah, 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 nah. It's Chuck and Chernoff. It's three o'clock on the dot. You know what that means. It's time for Matt, Lana, and the King. Nah, 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 nah. It's Chuck and Chernoff. Nah, 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 nah. It's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Driving home Atlanta is a traffic jam. We've got Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Nah, 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 nah. It's Chuck and Chernoff. Nah, 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 nah. It's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. We get our 3 o'clock hour cranked up on a Monday. It's Chuck and Chernoff, the 3 o'clock hour brought to you by This Stuff Matters. You can like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. Post it at 680 The Fan's website right under the podcast header or at thisstuffmatters.net. Why don't we start the 3 o'clock hour by saying hello to Chuck Oliver. Hey, Matt. Hey, Chuck. Guess what? What? I'm learning tantric sex. How's that going? Good. You're really getting into it. Hey, honey. No, up higher. Uh, Okay. Uh, 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 I don't think I'll ever unhear that. How about that? How about we stop that before I really like, get sick and throw up in my own mouth? When your wife's not looking, you may even get a finger involved. About a dessert dish, I believe, or some queso, perhaps. Is that what you call it? Okay. I got to tell you, I don't know what tantric sex is. If that's what it makes me sound like, I'd do it. Okay. I like how you're open to things. If it's... that's the result, count me in, man. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, um, like some sort of food, whatever. Mm. Whatever causes that. I don't know what the Chiefs are doing today other than celebrating a second world championship in, what, the last five seasons? The Chiefs. Fly, Eagles, no. fly. No, 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 there's no flying. On the road to victory. Nope, they lost. It was the day after show in Philadelphia today. Chiefs winners, 38-35. A-S-S, Eagles. Can we start at the very top here? Uh, the Holden call. When James Bradbury, who got called for the hold, says after the game, yeah, I was holding them. I was hoping to get away with it. Maybe they wouldn't have called it. Doesn't that kill some of the narrative that has been created that the Eagles were screwed? I was hoping he wouldn't call it, but he did. He admitted it. Okay. I mean, that's the end of that one. We've all seen worse not called, and we didn't like it in the moment, but when the player's like, yeah, I did it, that ends that one. So you have that, but don't bury the lead here. This was about those two quarterbacks. That was some of the best quarterback play on both sides. Mahomes was more about just quick hitting stuff underneath Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field yesterday. But let's start with Mahomes. Mahomes was his typical great Hall of Fame self, 21 for 27, completed 78% of his passes. The shocking part, it was only 182, but three touchdowns. He ran for 44 yards on the bum ankle, so his mobility and ability to run Boy, was huge. Oh, he off on that last run, man. He picks his spots. He did it against Gosh. Cincinnati the same he exact way. Absolutely, man. What a gamer. So let's add to the fact that he didn't get sacked all night against one of the better pass rushes in the game. And that's why I think the yardage number wasn't so big because it was, let's get the ball out of his hands. Let's make the Eagles have to cover you know, everything that we have in open space, and, and Kansas City did a good job of that. So here is the addition to the Mahomes resume now that he's a two-time Super Bowl champ. Two titles, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, one Offensive Player of the Year, Hall of Famer to be. So start doing the where does the Mahomes rank thing. You can. You could have done it last week, and I told you I already did. I said he was a top-five quarterback regardless of the second title, but we always do this stuff with titles. Now he's got a second one, so you can start having the Brady, Montana, whatever conversations with Mahomes. He's the most talented and accomplished quarterback I've ever watched. I don't know what you do to stop him. Wow. What do you do? He can move. He can throw off any platform. He can throw to any spot. I don't know what you do to stop him. There have been quarterbacks before where it's looked impossible. Like, what do you, because you, you only have two choices. You can call, literally, you're out of, you can call coverage and call pressure. Um, you can call it correctly 
against certain quarterbacks in today's style of offense, you can call it correctly, and they'll still like burn you for a big play, and that's yep. because of the RPOs and the fact that mm-hmm. there was a play yesterday where he fakes the handoff. He's running towards the line of scrimmage himself. He's like, oh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. Juju. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not normal to defend. So so we know about his greatness and his bona fides. He adds to it yesterday. I don't want to neglect, I thought Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field. Like Kansas City had no answers at all for Hurts. Outside of the fumble, he was 27 of 38 for 304 and a touchdown in the air. He was the only run game the Eagles had, 70 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, the two-point conversion to even that game up. He was a machine, right? And... Like, you'll never give the losing team the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> but, again, he was best player on the field by far. Uh, and I said something about the Chiefs fan base. I'm really happy for him. Uh, we used to work with a guy, Dave Marino, who's a big Chiefs fan. But um, when I said it was a a dearth of even just acceptable football, they beat the Vikings in Super Bowl Four in January 1970. They didn't win a playoff game until 1991. Mm-hmm. So it was 20 years of they literally had nothing going on and they kept showing up and it's an old stadium and it's a party every single Sunday, man. It's just uh, good for them. Happy for the fans. Now their stadium maybe has a better field than what we saw last night. $800,000 was spent to make that field as the best potential play- uh, you know, playable surface we could find. It had 18 months to do that and it was one of the worst fields we've ever seen. It looked like a skating rink. The NFL, everything about the NFL that you can choose to do is top-notch, top quality. They don't do really anything on the cheap. And I don't know why the quality of this. This wasn't done on the cheap. No. Um, I don't know wasn't why the quality done right. didn't follow I through. I mean, people were starting to slip in the first quarter, and you just kept seeing Mahomes had one where his leg went out from under him. You saw the DBs, the kicker, the Harrison Butker miss. You had all that stuff. I don't stuff. know if they're using the same sod provider, but that has happened for big games on that field before. Mm. So, uh, Congrats to Rashad Fenton, former uh, Kansas City Chief, now Falcon. Had himself a good night last night because he played seven games this season with the Chiefs before getting traded to the Falcons. Winner share. He got uh, half of a Super Bowl share of 78500 But Is the share 78 or his half of 78? That's what I don't his know. His half of 78, I promise you. Okay, but he also oh got, got 34-5 for Kansas City's AFC title game appearance, so he keeps getting checks. Uh, and a ring. That's and the cool ring. part, man. And a ring. Um, and then the big question of the night was answered. Thank God. I mean, if I had to hear one more person around me ask if Rihanna was pregnant. Like, every party we were at, you were at, every, every one of them. Is she pregnant? What? what is she? But everybody kind of whispered it because they were afraid to ask if she was fat. Like, wait, did you notice that? Everybody on social media, is she pregnant? Again? Rocky ASAP is doing this again? Were you thinking, big lunch? I don't know. But paper, 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 it was very, like, in 2023, it was very, like, oh, is she, is she pregnant or fat? Because the fear is everybody went on social media and said pregnant. And what if after the, the performance she said, I just had a big breakfast? That is not a game you even play, like, fat or pregnant, F or P. You and like, well, you, you did that years ago. When we used to do game, no, yeah, we did. We did not. It was not me. For the audience who doesn't know. No. This was a different time, but we were doing shows down at the, the old Turner Field. And Matt had a game. And uh, in our booth, which was... It was just a glass booth. It would not me. be people that would walk by, and Chuck invented this game called F or P. Is she F or P? See, it's a horrible game. Shame on you. Yeah, you seem very, uh, very sorry about it. I tried to get you to stop, and I couldn't, and I feel bad, and I'm sorry to all the F uh-huh. or the P's that we... And so Rihanna is pregnant. Yes, she uh, confirmed. Now, she rubbed her belly in the middle performance, which the party I was at, <gasps> she rubbed her belly! She did it! I'm like, uh, okay, all right. And I promise you, I'm not going to argue with anybody over the halftime show. If you liked it, good for you. If you didn't, move on. Is Rocky ASAP her partner? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. It's her baby daddy. I don't know that. Rocky ASAP. Was oh, it ASAP? <laughs> it's ASAP. Oh. But Rocky ASAP got it done again. He's putting a biscuit in a basket, man. <laughs> it's quick. She just had a baby in like May. Well, there's kind of like one standard way it works. I, mean, I know, but you want to give it a little time to percolate a little bit, have that you know, time with your one kid, and now all of a sudden here comes another. That's a lot to deal with, Chuck, I know. Um, so it's been a rough time in Philly for the last 99 days. They've been on the doorstep of a parade, a championship, celebrations, you know, stuff we're used to around here, but instead they became the first city to ever experienced three major championship losses within just 99 days after the Philadelphia Union, the Philadelphia Phillies, and now the Eagles all lost in the championship rounds. That's tough. Hate that for them. 
That's not sincere either. Like you're, you're not having a sincere first 10 minutes and 32 seconds of this show. Why? I feel it's awful for those people. Those people deserve nothing but good things in Philadelphia. They're great people. Mm-hmm. You saw the video. They decided to turn a car over before the game yesterday. Oh, pre, pre-game? Usually you turn the car yeah. over after you win. In an uncivilized area, yeah, you may do that. A non-traditional celebration, I believe it would be called. My my 10-year-old's the funniest. He goes, Daddy, why are you rooting against? Don't you have family there? I was like, yeah, that's why I'm rooting against them. <laughs> he goes, Pop Pop was an Eagle fan. I go, but he's gone. I mean, yeah. He got his. He did. He got it. That's what I said to Josh. I said, he got his. Pop Pop got his before uh, he went, and now it's okay for me to root against him. I didn't want to tell the old man I was rooting against him in 17, too, but it was the Patriots, so it's like I couldn't win that one. You know what I thought about with Kansas City? Everybody loves Kansas City. Everybody loves Reed. Everybody loves Mahomes. Is there one thing not to like about that city, that team, that fan base, that anything? Like, they're all just likable. Patrick is kind of a drama queen. No, his, his brother is. Patrick's well, not. yes, What is a drama true. queen out of Patrick? Every time he had an incomplete pass, he kind of, oh, my ankle. And Maybe because it hurt? Pace. Oh, okay. It only hurt, though, when he threw incomplete passes. Oh, my God. You are searching... Hey. Stevie Wonder, who was watching, agreed with you, right? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, drama queen. Okay. That was, there's a picture of Stevie pointing at the screen. Hang and on. Like, why would he do that, man? Why he, would he point at the screen? Because he's not blind. He marries the most dramatic woman in the world, and his brother is oh that, but God. he's not dramatic. Okay. I don't see it. You know what I see? A guy who uh, had his ankle game. Why are you talking about Mahomes' wife? He had the ankle game. Oh, she cray-cray. No, well, him, the brother, if I see the brother one more time behind him just glomming on for more fame for TikTok, isn't he like one of the bigger social media dorks? Uh, so, yeah, that I could do without. But Patrick, I have no problem with. I have no problem. Um, social media seems like the kind of place where you would get called out for glomming on to your brother. Like, what the hell have you done? No, they love him, though, He's right? a big time, okay. I feel like Twitter probably hates him because Twitter's angry, but I feel like TikTok's a bunch of 20-year-olds who love him, right? I think that's where the... the What's the first one you said? Twitter hates him because Twitter's angry. It's a cesspool of anger. Is there an age on Twitter? Like Facebook's old, right? I imagine Twitter's a little older than okay. So Instagram is okay. So you saw when they showed Elon Musk sitting with uh, Rupert Murdoch. Like if you went right to Twitter, then it was like, I thought you're supposed to be running a company. What are you doing at the Super Bowl? You don't have time for this. You got to fix the interface. You got. It's like, oh my god, he's at the Super Bowl. You got some FaceTime. It's it's okay. It's not going to change anything. So we will go to Philadelphia in about twenty minutes. Find out what they were saying this morning on the Jack and Kate show. That's the Philadelphia morning show there. Because it was the day after show, which they're very used to. So we'll check in. Uh, you know what today was down in Northport? Oh, was it pitchers and catchers? For those who were heading to the WBC, oh. they showed up. You know who else showed up? Ronald Okuna. Yeah, there's always a couple of bets that show up. Top five talent in baseball, Ronald Okuna, who is going to be playing in the WBC. He made a dramatic appearance today with the uh, pitchers and catchers who did report. The rest of the pitchers and catchers will be there Wednesday or Thursday, although I saw Strider, I saw a bunch of other guys early. And then next week, on this uh, the seven days from today, Monday is the first official full-team workout, but everybody will be in Northport over the weekend, which means the baseball is here. Grapefruit League play will begin February the 25th. One of Freddie Gonzalez's funniest moments, it was either Tyler Pasternicki or Jordan Schaefer. Tyler Pastor, what a great name. Was the last guy into camp, and he was there on time. It was Pasternicki. And Freddie was like, you know something I don't? Yeah. You know something about the roster I don't? Yeah, that's always a dangerous one. You're like uh, Willie Mays Hayes, just kind of showing up. Yeah, you don't want to do that. They're four days early and like, well, I'm just out in the cage. I'm just swinging. But we've gotten to the point in sports where the Tom Coughlin rule applies to all sports. That like, I had you uh, here. At, eight o'clock is on time. You need to be here at four. You're supposed to check in at like 8 p.m. He gets there at noon on that day, and Freddie's like, "Whoa, you know something about making the team? I don't." Tyler, you have a little travel problem? Visa? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you live in Marietta? Oh, so you drove? Okay, you <laughs> drove today. You left. Okay. And the uh, hoops weekend went like this: the Hawks beat the Spurs. On Saturday night, that's three in a row on their way to eight in a row. Hashtag Matt Stradamus. Uh, and then the Woj bomb came in that we get to keep Sadiq Bay. I heard that. Hang on. It was four-team trade. Everything is going to go through. Yeah, there was a – Derek Thomas today earlier was doing an update, and he called it the big Sadiq Bay trade has been allowed to go through. The big Bay. Bay is available to play tonight. Our Bay is available tonight in Charlotte. What's up, Bay? He was just on ice until all of this got resolved, and now... How awful would it have been? They did an interview with him the other night, and he's like, I'm so glad to be in Atlanta, and this is great, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, you might have to go back to Detroit. Nate can push the bay button. (laughs) He can push the bay button. Uh, Georgia beat Kentucky, so the White Walkers got a big win. I don't get blame on the White Walkers win, huh? Funny how that works. Two in a row. Yep, 15 and 10 now overall, 5 and 7 in the SEC. Two in a row? Uh, No, that's, that's one in a row. Oh, shoot. 
Yeah, it's okay. But the White Walkers, that's fine. Okay, they, yeah, they had a big win last week. I, I don't. I, don't, I get win. no text from Hoyt when the White Walkers win. I don't get blamed or credit for any of that They're stuff. They're one and one in conference since we started calling you out on the White Walker. We? Who's we? You in the mouse in your pocket? There's there's some people that have been calling you out. Some people. And some then people, yes. Georgia Tech's win streak ended at one. They lost to Wake Forest on Saturday, seventy-one to seventy. So they're nine and sixteen and two and thirteen in the ACC. They're really hoping he can just sneak a couple dubs. Sneak a couple dubs. Just enough just to get enough. to the next season. What's enough? You go three and eighteen in the conference or something. Okay. Truth be told, mm-hmm. whatever their total is now, I think that probably would be enough. Are you serious? They're hoping it will be a little bit more, so it's more of being enough. I like how Chuck calling them there. They really, them. they really <laughs> want to get to next season. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, they do have Louisville left, so they have a battle again for last place. It's that up. give me a reason. Just, Josh, just give us a reason. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. All right, we'll take your winging it idea answers today at the Harris. Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. You're going to fill in the blank match game style. I don't care to argue about blank ever again. I don't care to argue about blank. I mentioned it earlier. I, I don't care to argue about the halftime show. I mean, honestly, if you liked it, great. If you thought Prince was better, good for you. If you didn't like the costumes, you wanted more dancers, a surprise, I'm, it's good. I don't care to ever argue about the halftime show again. I don't I don't argue about anything on Twitter. I'm just saying in general. In, in yeah. like anything, anywhere. Uh-huh. Just under. It's not that serious that I'm going to argue over the halftime show, and we've done it for uh, 15 years. Yeah. So. No, no, I'm saying I don't argue about anything on Twitter. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, BJ, fill in that blank. I don't care to argue about blank ever again. Sabermetrics. Oh, that's a good one. I used to do that. Then I came around, though. Now I'm a Sabercat. Those stat nerds can be those stat nerds. I'm one of them. Uh, Dan Matthews, you like to argue about everything, Dan. What uh, What don't you want to argue about anymore? In and out being better than Whataburger. That's his trick. There's nothing wrong with that. Hoyt's another one who likes to argue with everybody. Hoyt, what don't you want to argue about anymore? Jake Fromm, Justin Fields. What was that argument? That Justin should have started. It wasn't really an argument. I, I agree with you. I don't want to do this. No, no, I understand, but it wasn't an argument because it should have been Justin and then you would have been better off. Yeah, I'm not going to do this. Well, you're not going to do it, but you would admit it wasn't an argument. You just straw man. It was like Justin against Jake. That wasn't a thing. You were left with Jake. No, no, it was a thing as freshman. I'm not doing now this. Now you're arguing. I'm not doing this. See, I got to back into it that quick. He's how easy it was to drag You've got a list of them. You said, I'm not arguing about Sean Newcomb anymore. I'm not arguing about Stetson Bennett anymore. Yeah, I'm no not doubt. You're so right. I stopped doing it with Nuke. I stopped. I, I, the Stetson thing, I stopped a year earlier than everybody. I'm not arguing over stuff anymore. Scott Rowland got in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and I was like, oh, I'm not. Whatever. Five years ago. What's it going to do me yelling about it? How's that going to just get my blood pressure up? So you'll send your answers to the Harris chair. Top 13 in the MVP. I know. Listen, you're preaching to the choir, bro. Uh, You'll send your answers to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. We will check in with the old friend John Kincaid in his well-to-do morning show. Provolone Joe joins us now. We'll see if Provolone called in this morning. People were all hot and bothered this morning in Philly. Good morning, Joe. Day after show for the loser city of Philadelphia. So we'll check in there around the corner. Coming up next, though, a lot of Falcon fans either have a good sense of humor or a good sense of history. How was the 1996 World Series? Uh, that didn't end very well. Or 1999. Not, not so good. How'd that go down? It didn't go down well. Well, you want to talk about the Super Bowl. I didn't want to talk about the Super Bowl. Oh, you don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. Why not? Yeah, oh, know. well, you were up 28 to 3. Well, he's right. Was he channeling his inner weasel? Polly Shore? <laughs> talk about well, the Super talk Bowl. About the Super Bowl. Hey, uh, I'm not going to argue with uh, Lakata over any of this stuff. Worst loss in Super Bowl history. I mean, Honestly, he had Taco Frank, right? Uh, he did, and okay. he was wearing a Falcon jersey that day watching the game as a Falcon fan. This guy. Kayfabe was ruined when that happened. Uh, we'll get to whatever I tease next. Turn off on the fan. Happy Monday. Football season's officially donezo. Now we get to the fun stuff, right? Off season. Falcons. Money. Draft picks. Let's go. That's where we crank it up. Thanks for uh, spending your Monday with us until 6. That's when the uh, Front Rose Audio Fun Bag. We'll follow this program. Chuck, the 3 o'clock hour is brought to you by This Stuff Matters. I can subscribe. To This Stuff Matters podcast. Posted at 680 The Fan's website under the podcast header or at This Stuff Matters. Dot net. We will check in with the uh, miserable in Philadelphia to see how 
the most miserable of them all, John Kincaid is. We call it the day after show. Atlanta's not used to that anymore, but up in cities like Philadelphia where they lose big games. Fly, Eagles, fly. They have a whole script they read from. You think the NFL has a script? Well, the loser cities like that, they have a script, and we'll let you hear what was said. The road to victory. They went the wrong way, though. That road went a different direction. We'll check in uh, there coming up in about five minutes. But first, Chuck, I want to talk about optimism. I like to see Falcon fans who might be... One of the three or four, uh, three or four, like most, I don't know, punched in the face sort of fan bases and sports. I think it's battered fan syndrome. It got, yes. It was so bad for so long, and there's been, even after it got kind of good with Mike Smith and kind of stayed that way, there were just individual soul-crushing moments. There's sure. no other fan bases taking it. Everything he just said is true. Uh, so that makes me happy when I see our, the, our friends at the Falcoholic polled Falcon fans to see how they were feeling about the future, and 45% of the respondents said, we believe we will see the team back in the Super Bowl within five years. Oh, I like your optimism. Now, 29% of the fans expect that next Super Bowl appearance for Atlanta to come in the next decade. 1% believe it'll take longer than 10 years, and 15% believe it'll never happen again because we're not allowed to have nice things. So, Yeah, we're not. Let's focus on the 45%, the optimistic folks. Uh, who said, we believe we could see the team in the Super Bowl in the next five years. Now, their optimism is not justified because it has anything to do with the Falcons. Their optimism is justified because the NFL is built on quick turnarounds and quick uh, teardowns. That's just mostly how it happens. For instance, Chuck, I knew you in 2007. Uh, Yeah. And this very date in 2007, who was the Falcons coach? Who could that have been? Who was that? Oh, that was Bob Bat. No, he was he was what? he was gone, but he was the coach that year. But on this date, I believe we were about to embark on the Mike Smith era, heading into 2008. But yes, 2007, the end of it. Oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. just been played. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, well, in fact, we met Smitty out in Phoenix right. uh, at the Super Bowl. Okay. So the end of that season, who's Mike Smith? We didn't know. I didn't know. We were still a couple of months away from the draft, which meant two months of arguing Glenn Dorsey or Matt Ryan. Remember? And well, I'll always want the lineman. Well. Okay. And we didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. If I would have told you five years after that, you were a play away from playing in the Super Bowl, on that day, you would have gone, that's nuts. But that's how the NFL is. Get one draft pick right, get a nice free agent right, get the right head coach. All of a sudden, you can turn stuff around very quickly. Hell, if I did this in 2013, not 2012, 2013, where, remember, the Falcons fell hard in 2013 down to like, were they 4-12 and the year Julio broke his foot and everything fell apart? If I said, next five years, let's do a poll, what do you think? And I told you they're going to be in the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl three years later. It was a different head coach. It was a different OC. It was a whole different personnel group. This is not a reflection of the Falcons. It's a reflection of this league and the beauty that is the ability to turn around. And here's what I mean more specifically. Uh, I'm looking at records of Super Bowl contenders this year. I'm going back five years ago. The Eagles five years ago, they were 9-7. and seven. They were fine. The Chiefs are the, seemingly now the exception to all rules. They were 12 and 4. They're just, they're good every year. That was the first of the Patrick Mahomes years. But the Niners were 4 and 12. Bengals 6 and 10. Bills 6 and 10. I just gave you, I think, the best five teams in the NFL this season. If I went four years ago, do people remember the Bengals were 2 and 14? Do people think that was a thing that happened? Yeah, they had a first overall pick. And then they got, after right. they got hurt. They got Jamar right. at five or so, six. How about three years ago? The Bengals were 4 11 and 1 again. Yeah, that was after he got hurt. The Eagles were 4-11-1. Niners were 6-10. and 10. Now, the reason this happened so fast in the league, and you can explain all of it, it's either injury, it's either cap, or it's either age. And sometimes it's a little of all three that, for the good and the bad, can build you up and tear you down. Now, we were doing an exercise before the show, Chuck, and I'll give you the same exercise. Name for me the best three quarterbacks right now in the NFC. The NFC? Uh, only Jalen... Um... Oh, gosh. I never uh, it, it's okay. You're not doing it wrong. You're, it's the problem. Dak. Maybe. And Aaron wasn't really good this year. Mm-hmm. Not like Aaron. You can stop. You're fine. It's not. This is not you. This is the NFC. It's what I'm saying to you right now. The NFC South is wide open at the quarterback position. The NFC is in more transition. Is Matt Stafford playing again? I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? He's, I don't uh, know. Stafford's checked all the boxes. Who's the quarterback in San Francisco going to be? I don't know. Like, when you go around this conference, it's another reason I just said, if you're looking ahead five years, you might as well look ahead 50 years. 
outside of having Mahomes or Brady in his prime or Peyton Manning, everybody else, it is turnover at every position, coaching staff included, money, cap, injury. It's This league does it well. You can turn this thing over in two or three years and be like, oh, yeah, we're 2-14 and 14 three years ago we're in the Super Bowl. Okay, can you uh, dial up the Falcons' recent records because this phenomena seems to have skipped Flowery Branch? Meaning? Like, it's time. It's time for the turnaround, and this does not appear so far. I don't know who they're about to spend $75 million on. I don't know who they're going to pick at eight. It doesn't appear that the Falcons are on the verge of a – now, division sucks. But – this team that, that matters. doesn't appear to be on any sort of, you know, franchise-changing direction right now in the moment. That's what I'm telling you. That and this will be like season five of underwhelming. If so they finish seven and nine this year. Seven and ten. If they finish seven and ten this coming year. Eight and nine this coming year. Mm-hmm. That would give them five straight seasons of very. Oh, no, no. That would give them six. I'm sorry, six seasons so of less than what you want. Seven to nine, seven to nine, four and twelve, seven to ten, seven to ten. How has the phenomena you talked about about the quick turnaround? So no, here's the thing, but you're you're looking at it, you gotta reverse it. They went from Super Bowl champion, potentially. Oh, they did experience well, the quick turnaround. Chuck, it's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm ready to go the other I way. Know, now. And I agree with you, but like it went from Super Bowl doorstep champion, next year playoffs to oh, it fell apart quick. Because why? Bad contracts, age, bad coaching. Bad coaching. That's how quick it happened. Whereas Bengals. I don't know if Zach Taylor's a great coach. They got Burrow right. They got Jamar Chase right. They got some free agents right. They spent a lot of money. And all of a sudden now they've gone to the AFC yeah, title game two years ago. Right. And they go to the Super Bowl one year. So five years seems like a long way away. And you're right. It has nothing to do with the Falcons. It has to do with this league and how quickly it's. If the Falcons have an offseason where we look back in two or three years and go, oh my God, they got that wide receiver right and that offensive they line Alex in the draft. Back, and then they got Mohamed Sanu. What, and they- there's a great. 2016's offseason between the draft and free agency was maybe the best in franchise history. They got so much right and it paid off very quickly. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is a Chuck and Chernoff special report. If you don't listen to this, you could get an STD. A bad one. We shared this herpes. Special report is brought to you by your company's name right here. Nice billboard for you. So uh, we had the task this morning of tuning into Loser, I mean, uh, Philadelphia Radio. (laughs) To hear what the day after show sounded like (laughs) from John Kincaid, who's a friend. I consider John a friend. But he's well-versed in these day-after shows. He did them here a lot. Now he's seemingly taking them with him to Philadelphia. You heard his feelings on Twitter. Oh, he was triggered. So why did... Okay. He's your friend. Don't hurt his feelings on Twitter. Oh, I love to mess with him. Uh, that's exactly what you messed with him. He's so easy. It's just so easy to drive him off sides. He was like the defense last night for the Eagles. Oh, Mahomes hard count. My John Kincaid jumped. John Kincaid passed away. That's not true. The Eagles season did last night, but Kincaid still... Very much alive. So we did a good bit of listening this morning to the uh, program that John Kincaid hosts on their uh, program, the uh, the Fanatic, I believe is the name of the station. And the program is called the John Kincaid Show. Provolone Joe joins us now. So, Chuck, let's start here with Kincaid laying it out to the... Uh, good morning, Joe. <laughs> to the listeners and the fans of the Fanatic that this will not be anything like other cities who whine about bad calls and referees. I refuse to do what the San Francisco 49ers have done you know, cry and whine and say, this is why we lost. No, why you lost is because you gave him a gift touchdown. You did all mistakes. You had unforced errors. Your defensive coordinator didn't make any adjustments to try to adjust the pass rush. That's why you lost. Was it a bad call at the end? Yeah. It denied them a chance to maybe tie the game or maybe win it. You don't know. I mean, I thought he just started with the whole, we're not going to complain and whine about it at the end. He went, it's a bad call. I refuse to cry and whine and say, this is why we lost. So he's was, the, hey, was the gift touchdown that play by Bolden? 
He's talking about the Hurts fumble, I think. Yeah, by Bolton had the yeah, stupid yeah, score, score, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that was a gift touchdown when you harassed the quarterback, and now he did just drop the football, mm-hmm. but it's because he was trying to escape, right? But uh, I think Kincaid was laying the groundwork to those callers that you will not call today. All right, this is not about complaining right. excuse making. We are not going to be the forty whiners. Was it a bad call at the end yet? Here's uh, Bob on the phones to sound like complain. Hey, uh, Bob in Glassboro joins us. Good morning. How are you, brother? You know, I want to know what drug they gave Mahomes at halftime. He looked like he was. We weren't going to see him again, and he comes out and like nothing happened. Good job, Bobby. What was good job for Bobby? For what? For intimating that they. Put a drug in him? I mean... Good job, Bobby. Now, Mahomes said they didn't shoot up the ankle at half. He's never lied to me before, so I'll trust him. But how was that a good job by Bob? That was John not listening. Good job, Bobby. He was just ready to hang up on the guy and move on. He was going to said anything. I'm certain there's part of the call we missed. John, did you see that balloon hovering over Glendale? Good job, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. So here is, again, we're not, we're not complaining. No. We're not whining. We're not... I refuse to cry and whine and say this is why we lost. Philadelphia is above that. So we welcome in Mike to the program. Mike in Conchahokan. Mike, how are you, brother? Well, after watching that horrible bad call at the end of the game, I have no intention of watching any more football, man. <laughs> that, that was the worst call ever made, no. I think, the history of the game. It wasn't egregious. The guy didn't lose a step. And he didn't turn him around. No. He didn't. He didn't, he he didn't, didn't even cost him a half of a step. Yeah. We're not going to complain about the call today, though. Let me be clear. Kincaid laid the groundwork, callers and listeners of the Fanatic. We are not complaining today because we don't do what the 49ers fans do. We don't do what Saint fans do. We're above that in Philly. I'm was it a bad football. call at the end yet? That guy's never watching football again. Ever. Worst call in the history of football. Mike in Conchahokan. What the hell is a Conchahokan? Oh, it's just outside Philadelphia. Doesn't make it any better. Conchahokan? Sounds like something I just threw up. Chuck, I got a case of the Conchahokan. Steve's in Shrewsbury. Hey, Steve, how you doing? So we're not complaining today. No. It's not happening. Uh, Like, uh, how about Ann? How about Ann calling up? Again, we're not complaining today. We're taking our medicine. We're a big-time sports town. Hey, Ann in St. Pete didn't get to give us a call. You've been great all year. Why don't you put a big bow on it? I said it before, and I said it again. I am blaming Jonathan Gannon. I want him gone. I want him out. He really let us down. I don't want to see him on our field come next season. I know my Eagles defense, (laughs) but that was not my Eagles defense. You know, it's just to let them walk to the end zone, it's just no excuse. Good job, Bobby. That was Ann. John, that was, that was Ann. Did she almost cry? Did you notice? She got very... And Jonathan Gannon, for those who don't know, is the defensive coordinator of the there, Eagles. There was a quiver. Right. There was a quiver in there, and they just let uh, Kansas City walk to the end zone. That was not my Eagles defense. Oh, my God. I, you know, that, that just to let them walk to the end zone, She's, just no excuse. Good job, Bobby. That's Ann. John. She sounded a little like the lady in Ace Ventura who didn't have nice things to say about Dan Marino. That's what I heard when I heard Anne right there. Now, the only thing she didn't wish is Jonathan Gannon should get her piece and die. No, was that what, I, is that what happened in Ace Ventura? Maybe I'm... I refuse to cry and whine and say this is why we lost. No, it looks like she was having a moment. Like, there was supposed to be a room full of people saying, Hi, Anne. <laughs> no, Bobby. Good job, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> Here, though, is... And every city's got one, and we're proud to have Mel in Southwest Atlanta as ours. Here's the... <laughs> Here's the Philadelphia version of Mel. Logan has been holding on to State College. Logan, appreciate you joining us here on the Fanatic. Good morning. Cannon, are you so worried about getting a job, a coaching in, coaching job, that you forgot that you was the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles? Where were you at, Coach Cannon? You wasn't nowhere. Nowhere. Take somebody's head off. Take their head off. Besides them holding, where were our guys at? We had that game tied. You're talking about a, a man that's crippled on his leg. Oh, no. Can barely walk. Can barely run. Y'all couldn't stop this man. And uh, that's a good way to put it, dude. That's that's a good way to put it. He's crippled? He said he was crippled. He said, take somebody head off. That's what I heard him say in the middle of the call. And did Jonathan Gannon forget he was the D.C. The Eagles? Like, there's a point in the second quarter where Gannon's gone, where am I? You're talking about a, a man that's crippled. Good call. Like, John, just that's good. That's a good point. On his leg, could barely walk. Right. Mahomes could barely. You saw him using a walker to get on the field because 
just couldn't get out there. Good job, Bobby. Not Bobby. That was that was Logan. It's a different guy. How about Vic Fangio, who the Eagles hired as a consultant for two weeks? It looked good at halftime. Yeah. yeah they make you play both halves, though. Yeah. That's kind of how that they one works. They gave seven points to Mahomes in the first half. Now, they had like four snaps, but... I haven't heard this clip, Chuck. <laughs> the description of this clip is women complaining. I, I'm not really sure. All right, play it. Good morning. You're on The Fanatic. Yeah, somebody hires Dan and his head coach. We need to have a small parade because he needs to leave. If I had had a brain aneurysm last night, all my friends would have completely understood. I'm beyond devastated. I really, really am. We did everything. Jalen did everything. He had 103.4 passer rating. He gave us a, he gave us a chance. Yeah, he gave us every chance. Sure. And he was fantastic. Thank you, woman complaining. That's Good all. job, Bobby. <laughs> That's what the call said. Okay, I was having flashbacks. Was that for the Jim Rome call of the day from 2004? She said something about a brain aneurysm. I had a brain aneurysm. So we got the guy but before. But there was a script written out there. That that's I used to listen to Jim Rome. He would have a big call of the day, and there would be folks that would call in and have a script. I want you to understand, though, the guy before called Mahomes a cripple. You're talking about a, a man that's crippled? Right. Then you got a uh, woman. It just says woman complaining. About I had a brain aneurysm. Sounds like a fun morning show that John's having there. A lot I'm of bells and whistles. A, I'm giving her a pass on the mood then. Okay. After an aneurysm, you can be a little ornery. Now, remember, John said we're not complaining. Our fans don't do that. No. We're no. the 49 cry and right. whine and say this is why we lost. Here's Hal complaining about the field. Hey, Paul in South Philly joins us. Paul, what's going on, brother? Paul. A crappy field. Who would that favor more than anybody else? Yep. I was flabbergasted that how can a Super Bowl, can you have a field that's that bad. And what did it do? It completely negated our pass rush. Yep. And then when you see that referee call at the end of them, mm, maybe the script, maybe we didn't see the script about letting the Chiefs uh, have that Super Bowl. What was up with that field? It was terrible. Like, they were slipping everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and apparently the Chiefs had complained about it uh, the first week of the season. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I heard, yeah, you're right. I heard that too. It was too. terrible. I didn't know he worked with Seinfeld, by the way. Did you hear that in the middle of that? What's up with that field? What is, how about that field? That was Paul, not Hal. I apologize to Hal. What was up with that field? It's a lot. There's a lot going on with that field. John agreed with him. Good job, Bobby. I think John was just going to agree with everybody. Oh, cycle through the calls. That Sounded was, like so it was more of a grease the wheels than an actual yes. I think our callers have been exceptional today. Do you know why, though? That's in the day after script. I think everything's been very rational this morning. Anybody who call, except the guy who just said the script. And I'm, and I'm never watching football again. The guy just said, I guess the NFL had the script for Mahomes to win, and John's like, rational. Right? I didn't expect reasonable today. Reasonable, except the script that said Kansas City was written to win. And the critique is incredibly rational. The woman who had an aneurysm. That's, I had a brain aneurysm. It's woman complaining. That's I have no intention of watching any more football, man. Give her a name. Uh, I, I don't care. I, it just says woman. Joanne. Oh, I don't right, care. Fine. You don't like woman complaining. She goes by I Joe. I had a brain aneurysm. Okay. Right. Sounds yeah. like a Pam. Pam, you like Pam? Okay. Uh, and then, of course, whenever you're now on the Internet, the way radio stations are everywhere, you're going to get your trolls. Here comes a call from Dallas. Hey, uh, Ken in Dallas joins us. Ken, good morning. You're on The Fanatic. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I just want to start off by saying it's a wonderful day in Dallas. Uh be about 70 degrees. <laughs> uh, we're just dusting off those Super Bowl trophies. Yeah, you are. You're That's really off. good. You're I dusting you them off. Them. They've been, See, I wish even, you would have let him on a little longer. You haven't even gone through. I don't, no, I don't want, I, I I don't, I, to. I wanted to hear what. what yeah, I mean, he's weak-ass weak ass crap. Polishing, polishing 28-year-old trophies. Hey, uh, Dante in Dallas joins us. Dante, good morning, brother. How are you? I bring a message especially for you from the NFL office. I think Paul McCartney wrote it. He was there last night. It says, we're so sorry. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. Couldn't happen to a sweeter bunch of fans. Oh, you don't need to call. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a button right here that I just say, I don't need you today. Remember, they're rational calls. It's the most rational bunch of calls we've had. I think had. our callers have been exceptional today. How many guys are on that morning show that it took them 20 seconds to get a retort out between the three of them? Ah, uh, you guys in Alice, ah. Couldn't happen to a sweeter bunch ah. of fans. Hmm. And finally, Chuck, here's a call from Stacy, who wanted to dedicate this loss to somebody very special. Stacy's on the fan. Stacy, oh, good what? morning. You're on the Fanatic. What's Where? going on? Yes, hi. My brother just passed away. He was a diehard yeah. Eagles fan. And this win just meant everything to us. Um, and I just want to dedicate this season to my brother. Um, yep. it, it, he was everything for them. And 
Um, we, my dad and I went to the NFC championship game, and that game was awesome. Thank you, Stace. I like the perspective. What? Huh. Stacy wanted to talk about her dead brother. Thank you, Stace. I like the perspective. Is that Stace? Is that perspective? She dedicated the season to her brother. And Good job, Bobby. That was Stacy, John. That was Stacy. I had a brain aneurysm. We got a brain aneurysm, a dead brother, and we got a uh, Colin Mahomes, a cripple. What a Mike and Concha Hawkins. What a show. What a city of fans. What a and bunch of great people. Pam and Lancaster. <laughs> well, a woman complaining. I think our callers have been exceptional. Or Brenda or whatever you wanted to be. Have these been exceptional callers? What do they typically sound like? I was expecting it to be a day that I'd be like, oh, God. Oh, God. Maybe Concha Hawken has a full list of big-time callers. Mike and Concha Hawken. What a great show. I miss John. I'm sorry. Joe joins us now. Did Joe not get in on the day after show? The hell happened? Man, that's tough. All right, well, listen, we hope things get better in Philadelphia. Just know the Sixers' second-round loss is coming soon enough, so you'll have that to look forward to. So we'll, we'll check back in with them about mid-April. Couldn't happen to a sweet a bunch of fans. He's not wrong. There it is, the check-in with the uh, day-after show in it's Philadelphia. continuation of Matt Gagan Kincaid from yesterday. Oh, it'll continue and keep continuing. It should. It's enjoyable. It's fun. Uh, coming up next, the sports gods giveth, and they taketh away. Who goes there? Offering prayers to the football gods. That's Matt and Chuck again. Unfortunately, this will be Chris Tomino's last football season. You said that three years ago. Let's take a moment of silence. Oh, no. We love Tomino. I don't want to see him go. I don't even know what I tease, but it'll be something great next. when I heard Buck there for a moment. It's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Oh, I know why I heard Buck. I guess he was getting excited about my next read. Uh, we'll check in with front office Lowe's in a moment to get the uh, naughtiest numbers from Super Bowl 57. Chuck, it's time to bust out your blades and read the break. Your 680, the fan's putt for the Porsche. Porsche. There it is. Is back. Porsche. Join the fan along with Chuck and Chernoff Thursday, February 23rd, 2 to 6 at the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw for your first chance to sink a putt and get qualified to win the 2023 Porsche Macan. Porsche. From Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta. Porsche. <laughs> Finalists will receive a timepiece from Brown & Company Jewelers, regardless of the putting outcome. And all 16 of our grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter valued at 300 bucks and a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. Again, your first chance to qualify to putt for the Porsche it's Thursday, it's Thursday, February 23rd, 2 to 6 at the PGA Tour Superstore, George Busby Parkway in Kennesaw. But for the Porsche, is brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta, Brown & Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. Ooh, naughty numbers. He's the man that knows the cap bonuses and all of that. He's the one that gets you cut front over, so don't give a word. He's the guy who knows the law, can't put him against a wall. He's the guy with all the answers, Matt and Chuck are battle dancers. Front office, knows it all. Front office, front office. All brought to you by Entry Point Doors and Windows. You know you've been waiting. Spring's right around the corner. Time to change out that entryway in your home or redo all the windows. That's a big project. Entry Point Doors and Windows can handle it for you. Go to entrypointatlanta.com. Sign up for the free estimate right there in the right corner. Matt, let's start right here. As going into halftime of last night's Super Bowl, teams leading at the half were 26-1 and in Super Bowl history. So I've heard. The only blemish, obviously, being Atlanta. Well, now the Philadelphia Eagles join as now it's 26-2 and after blowing the lead at halftime. I don't know. Maybe that's supposed to make me feel better. Ed Werder retweeted an ESPN stats and info uh, number on that last night. I was like, ah, good. It's like you can't even escape it in the midst of watching somebody else's Super Bowl. Now, when we talk about the sports gods, remember just about five years ago, the Philadelphia Eagles were world champions. Mm -hmm. And what happened in that game? They gave up more yards than any team in Super Bowl history to win. So to have everything come around, I'll have a stat for you about all the things they were able to do. In fact, I've got it from OptiStats right here. So the Eagles passed for 300 yards, rushed for three-plus touchdowns, had 35-plus minutes of time of possession, converted 60% of their third downs, went for it on fourth down multiple times, and converted them all. No team had done that in a game since the Bengals in December of uh, 1989, and yeah. they won that game 61-7. to So the cruelty of that game last night was Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field. Like, that's how good he was. And if you would have said to the Eagle fan before the game, you're going to hold Mahomes to 182 yards, 
You're going to hold Kelsey to 81 yards on six catches. You're going to hold the ball, as you said, Lois, for, what, 35 minutes in the game, and you're going to lose. They would have said, how in the world does that happen? Yet we watched it happen in that second half. And not only that, you're going to have to be driving down by eight late in the game. Correct. With all of those things happening. To get the first ever, and if you're a better, you saw this, the uh, octopus, essentially the uh, touchdown by Hertz on the ground, then a two-pointer by Hertz to follow it up. So he had to do all that just to get the game even. That was the uh, the comedy of last week when somebody told me about that stat, and I go, all right, probably imagine it'd be Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Should have put some money on that one. All right, here's another one from OptiStats. November 5th, the union from the MLS loses the MLS Cup on November 5th. The Phillies also go down to the World Series, and then obviously the Eagles. They are the first team, metro area team, to lose three championships in the span of 100 days or less. It fell on 99 days. Yeah, we call that the Kincaid curse. I, I said last week, and, you know, John didn't like it, but... Before he got there, the Eagles won their championship in 17. After he left here, the Braves won two Georgia championships. And since he's been back, and the reason they don't celebrate, you know, getting close is because people like Kincaid don't like to acknowledge good seasons when they fall short of a championship. So he did this to his home city. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Okay, so you talked about Jalen Hurts, and I'll just give you the number. This from ESPN Stats and Info, but really surmises what he did. So... Hertz now has two career games in which he's thrown for 300 yards, rushed for 50, and scored three touchdowns. No other player has done that even once in NFL history. There was no stopping him last night. I mean, the deep ball was there. He was getting out of the pocket. And I have now seen, they've done this before, but on that stage, I've seen a short yardage play that's unstoppable. There was no answers for the Chiefs other than let's try to jump off sides. At one point, Chris Jones tried to leap across the line of scrimmage <laughs> and still got pushed back. And it was all because of Hurts. They just, there was nothing Kansas City could do to stop it. All right, can I celebrate the Pet Cat section? Please do. Okay, so Pet Cat, Patrick Mahomes. So this surmises his year in 2022. That's a really great uh, piece of information that's out there. So he won regular season MVP, won Super Bowl MVP, led the NFL in passing TDs, and led the NFL in passing yards. Here's how cool this is. Only three players have done it in a whole career, what he's done in one season. That's Brady, that's Manning, and that's Kurt Warner, and that's it. How about you add to it that he started the, the postseason healthy and then was left with a high ankle sprain or whatever you want to call it for the last two and a half weeks. Lost his three games in the playoffs, 702 yards passing, 73% completion, seven touchdowns, no picks. It's nuts. It is nuts. It's and by the way, nuts. he ran for 44 yards yesterday after looking like he tweaked the thing again. Oh, I'll have to give you a, a stat on that particular run, his uh, his scramble to set them up. But I want to give you this as well. This is another good one from, from OptiStats. So Patrick Mahomes started the final game of the Chiefs season back in 2017. It was on December 31st. He made his debut, played for that game for Alex Smith, and then handed the ball back, and, and the Chiefs went forward into the playoffs with Alex Smith. Well, consider this. That means that he's been active in the NFL for 1,869 days. Now, here's the cool part. He now is a two-time MVP and a two-time Super Bowl winner. He's the first player in Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, or NHL history to win multiple MVPs and multiple championships within the first 2,000 days of him starting his career. I had him as a top-five quarterback last week, and I said, well, that's not popular because he hasn't won multiple championships. When he does, well, now everybody can have that conversation. I would defy anybody to pick four quarterbacks that you think are either more talented or more accomplished at this age, considering he's got another chapter two chapters to write in his career that'll be another 8, 10, 12 years. And, and I think when you start looking over just some of the numbers, you have to give Andy Reid a lot of credit here as well because we talked about what happened in the past with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and how that was the perfect combo. It feels like that's what's, what's up with him and Andy Reid. How about this number? So he is the first head coach slash manager in the four major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, to win multiple championships after having won none over his first 20 seasons. I mean, it's a great story because we all like to do the narrative game that he'll never win one. This guy can't win the big game. The combo of Reed and Mahomes, and I don't know how much Andy wants to do this, how much longer, but if Los, if he wants to stick around another three, four, five years, why can't they be in the Super Bowl half of those times and win another one or two before he's done? So you mentioned that run and that, that scramble and many yards he was able to put up was Patrick Mahomes. This is from Next Gen Stats. You want to talk about changing the narrative of what was going on in that football game. So Mahomes had the 26-yard scramble for a first down. The win probability for the Chiefs, it was already in their favor. They were 69%. 
it jumped by plus 12 on that run. It jumped to 81.2% when he picked up that scramble. That is the most scramble yards he's had in the postseason since 2018. He does this, right? He picked his spot against Cincinnati again with the ankle not feeling good at the most opportune time. But what I've always said about uh, Mahomes, he could run a lot more if he chose to. He's so good, though, about keeping plays alive, mobility in the pocket to allow his receiver an extra just a millisecond to come open if he needs to, whether that's Kelsey in the middle of the field or that group of unknown, nobody else. Who else wants Kadarius Toney, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and all uh, he does is make those guys in Sky Moore combined with Andy Reid's scheming look like they're you know big-time players. I'll give you a final note here, and it really talks about his greatness and what he's able to do, that Patrick Mahomes. So this season, this was tracked by Next Gen Stats. It's the Amazon-powered site. They talk about what the Chiefs saw as far as coverages on their dropbacks. Well, 36.1% of the time, people were running man coverage against them. That was the second highest in the league. The highest were the Green Bay Packers. They saw it 36.3%, so very, very close. What the Eagles did, they showed man 55.6% of the time. They basically said, we're locking them up. You got to beat us, Patrick Mahomes, and he was able to do it. He was able to do it. They bracketed Kelsey as much as they could. And he's still, but that, that's Mahomes and like the Sky Moore touchdown or the Kadarius Tony touchdowns. The schemes on those two plays, that, that was a touchdown before they snapped the ball. That's how good the, the Reed, the enemy scheme stuff was before they snapped it. And give the Chiefs O-line and also Mahomes in the game plan credit, Los. They didn't touch him all night. Uh, I'll give you a stat on that. And by the way, you mentioned those two touchdowns, uh, something for next gen stats as well. So you've had five teams since 2016 that have had two touchdowns where they've had over 10 yards of separation. That's scheming them open. That's how they were 10 yards open, and they're the first, uh, they're one of the one of the five teams that have been able to do that since 2016. Yeah, the Sky Moore touchdown. Go look at the All 22 shot. There is nobody close. close. And that's a good. Now I don't. Know if it was a little overrated, and I don't mean that in a, like a shot to Philly way. They were great at getting to the passer. They haven't faced many teams that were like loaded up like this, but they were. I mean, they were befuddled all night trying to figure out ways to slow it down. Yeah, only had seven pressures on Mahomes yep. and no sacks. So that that was that was the game up front. Everybody thought it'd be the Eagles able to, to get after a Mahomes. It might be Gimpy, and they couldn't touch him. Them's naughty numbers. Los, thank you. Appreciate it. Coming up next, the Idea Man is back. Idea Man. And this time, it's either his best ever, or he's going to completely F up every NFL GM's Idea best man. hustle. We'll tell you that story next. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 